Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Purin describes itself, James, as a payments and financial operations solution. Um, But could you just explain to me, we are hearing so much about now these kind of, of operators and so on. How do they fit into the context of what we know as the traditional banking system? Yes, so as you said, it's a payment and a financial operations platform. So I think if we, if we have to zoom out a bit right, and look at, at what's happening at the business world, you see that as a business, you at the moment you are not just operating in one jurisdiction, but you have to operate in multiple jurisdictions, right? Because which means multiple currencies. Which means multiple and, yeah. currencies. You have to multiple uh, multiple laws as well. I mean, regulatory yes, frameworks. Yes, yes. But but as a business, essentially, you are you want to be able to to move money and also interact, right, across different countries, across different currencies, because in reality, that we are living in a world where everything is digital. So doing business internationally, it's of course something that uh, as a business you need to do. Now this means that as a business, you have to interact with different financial institutions. You probably interact with your local bank, then you interact, let's say European business, you want to start operating in, I don't know, in the US, you probably want to also build a relationship also with that um, bank in, in the US. And you end up in this, I would say, different, or having all these different relationships with different financial institutions. Now, that means that as your business scales, when it comes into financial operations, your costs are also increasing. And you might be asking why though, because all of this, all these different interactions, there is a lot of manual work, which is actually being involved, right? And, And the more you scale as a business, the more you're adding in more people to actually deal with this manual work, because you have data which is actually fragmented across different financial institutions. You have to sanitize that data in order for you to speed up reconciliations, in order for you to speed up payments and all these things, right? So as Fjorin, we actually help in automating all the, uh, the movement of money, mm-hmm. what we call, right, across all these different uh, financial institutions to create efficiency. That's... I mean, one of the things that people will ask um, clearly is in terms of consumer protection, what there is, because obviously the more players there are in any kind of solution, the more potential there is for, for problems. So how, how is consumer protection built in? Yes, I mean, from, 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 our, from, from our side, uh, as a business, you will be uh, interacting with different financial institutions, right, which means that you always have to also give consent, right, to actually uh, operate with that financial institution. So that gives you also the level of protection that that you actually uh, need, right, and make sure that that you are uh, always uh, safe. On the other end of the equation are obviously the banks themselves. What's your relationship with banks? Are they your, do you see them as your rivals, your competitors? Definitely not. So we, we actually work very closely with, with banks and, all the, and, and, and other financial institutions because we've built up the net, a network of financial institutions and 
where, where we see ourselves is that we're definitely not competing with the banks. Essentially, we are giving them this agile technology layer, right, that banks can actually use, so they can also bring operational efficiency to their... Why uh, don't banks have this system themselves, though? It's a good question. Uh, I think if you, look at, if you look at banks, if you look at the spending of, of, of banks, most of their spending is actually going into uh, maintaining the technology that they have rather than actually building up new technology or what we call in offering a fintech-like solution to their community of businesses, right? And this is because they have a lot of legacy uh, systems that they have to maintain. So the cost is always increasing and increasing there. So when it comes then to how, they, how banks are going to compete against you know, the, the fintechs of this work, we've seen you know, a lot of digital banks also you know, uh, acquiring also a number of customers, right? But how, how banks, how traditional banks are going to compete? Because at the end of the day, you as a business, you probably trust more your bank, right? And that's where we come in, right? That's so it's where... very complementary rather exactly, than, yes. Exactly, so we give them this financial operation technology uh, where they can actually use, so they can offer a fintech-like solution to their community of, of business. And, and that means that now they can actually ser- better serve their, their community. And all in real time. Yes, I mean... Uh, in, in, I mean, in this real... is the, the wonder of it, isn't it, really? You, you press something and all of a sudden everything is updated, all your yes, things I reconciled. I, I, would, I would say in, in, a, in a fintech-like way, right? I think from a, from a consumer, from a business perspective, we are all living in a world where, you know, the digital experience is very much uh, to have, have, you know, very high, high up. So you expect that, you know, have that level also of, of experience from your, from your bank, right? <laughs> we go back a long time, James, and uh, I remember speaking to you uh, in, in your, your previous life, um, decades ago, <laughs> dare right. I say. And in fact, all of your, um, the people who founded Fjorin came from there. But things have changed dramatically since then. Uh, one of the things which obviously is changing now is the multi-scenario. We've just recently launched the financial services strategy mm-hmm. through the Malta Financial Services Advisory Council. Have you looked through the strategy? Is there anything in there which is going to maybe um, ease any of the bottlenecks that you've been yeah. facing? So yes, I, I look I look at the stage and I think one 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 thing that really strikes me is the focus on digitalization. Digitalization in every aspect. Digitalization of how um, you know when it comes into compliance, for example. Digitalization of again of payments, right? And I think one important thing is which I think it's something that even locally um, we've seen it. we've seen something outside of Malta, but I think locally it's something that's not yet um, gained traction. Is uh, open banking, right? Where the ability to for 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 a customer or a business to pay the other party, not just by bank transfer or actually you know where it takes some time or maybe by card, but actually through bank to bank, right? So that means that uh, it will leverage the PSD2, right? And money can actually flow very uh, quickly, then, right? So this is again something which um, I'm hoping that the national strategy will actually address this and 
Um, I'm pretty sure they will because it's it's digital again. Digital is is the way that actually uh, strike from 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 the uh, national strategy. You mentioned PSD two, the the payment services directive. Is there any other regulation coming from the EU level which would affect uh, operations? Yes, I think I think one 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 important aspect is we have to mention the uh, DORA regulation, right? The digital um, operational resilience. Exactly, exactly. And, and and from from a from a financial institution perspective, meaning from a bank, a lot of money is actually being spent on making sure that you know uh, there is operational resilience there, right? Well, I think what's going to be really interesting is from a financial institution, is this going to be another tick box that you actually need to tick and so okay, I, I comply with, or maybe this is a regulation which we can you, you can look into it as an area of innovation, right? Can I actually lower down my cost with this now? Can I create more efficiency? Can I create more automation? Don't forget that there are a lot of layers that have been built, you know, throughout throughout the years. Maybe this is the right time to actually consolidate systems right, to create more. Uh, um, um, resilience. So I think this is this is going to be very very interesting uh, of how um, financial institutions are going to adapt this. Um, if I can just jump back a little bit to the financial services strategy, one of the things that was going to be mentioned, uh, which is a key element, is the payments hub. Um, what is that going to mean, or is it not really going to have any implications for you? In terms of locally, you mean. Mm. Yes, I think, I think the payments hub, there is a number of areas where you can look into it, right? But I think all of that is in actually digitalization, right? In making, making sure that, you know, there is less friction when it comes then to the movement of money. Which is, I think this is something which, again, it's going to be very interesting to see. The, the it's going to be, I understand, it's going to be in the hands of the central bank. Yes. Yeah. So, obviously, that would also give it a little bit more... Uh, importance as if you want to sort of see it definitely and it's also going to create more 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 governance like more monitoring also uh, so i think this is this is this is something which again moving into the digital digital aspect uh, is something which uh, is going to be uh, very important in this in this strategy we've spoken a lot about the the theory the regulation the the local context etc but tell me a little bit now about uh, Fiorin. you're you're relatively a new company so can you explain to me a little bit about what what you've got coming up because um, presumably you're still bursting with ideas definitely no we're, we're definitely not short of ideas um, so yes so from from our side our our mission is we want to actually uh, remove the friction of business banking, right? And specifically for businesses that are operating internationally, right? So we we are now operating locally, but also internationally uh, through our platform in a very short period of time, where we had uh, businesses primarily that are operating cross-border to automate their movement of money across different bank accounts and also currencies. However, as you said, we're not you know, short of ideas. Uh, our 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 medium to long term strategy is that this uh, platform, this financial operations platform that we've built, uh, we help also banks, right, to actually also uh, offer these services to uh, their community of businesses. Is uh, this what you refer to in some of your um, collateral as white labeling? Correct. Correct. 
correct, where, where financial institutions can take our platform, can actually uh, augment the existing uh, also uh, services and offer uh, a fintech-like solution to their community of business. So basically what we were saying before, you're not only correct. just complementing, but you're actually collaborating exactly. and exactly. becoming a partner. Exactly. Exactly. It's quite so, a, are they resistant? resistant to this kind of thing or, or are they welcoming it as a yes, how, an opportunity? How, yes, so how, how we see the, 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 the market is that if you look at what happened like you know um, a couple of years ago that there is a move from uh, to into the cloud right so there's a lot of core banking uh, platforms coming coming and helps banks move into the cloud however now the next wave is about the experience that financial institutions banks alike offer to their businesses, right? I mean, you can draw this 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 to apply to to the music industry, right? Where you know, twenty years ago, you had record labels, you had to buy the CDs, right? And and they control it. The experience was not as good, right? You, it's not like today, where you know, then you can go to Spotify, iTunes, and you can pick and choose the music that you want. It's a completely different experience. Right? And I think this is where we will be in the next you know, five, ten years' time when it comes into banking, right? Where the experience that banks offer, right, when it comes into the financial operations to businesses, are going to be completely different because we're gonna leverage the, the technology, right? They're gonna leverage what what they have been building now for, 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 for years. And that's where we want to be, that's where we you know we, we will play. James, thank you very much. Thank you. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.